You're listening to the Option Alpha Podcast from OptionAlpha.com, where we show you how to make smarter trades, learn how the stock market really works, and generate consistent monthly income. Monthly income. Now, your host and head trader at OptionAlpha.com, Kirk Duplessis. Hey everyone, this is Kirk here again from OptionAlpha.com, working every single week to make this the most popular podcast offered online and in iTunes because it's based on one thing and one thing only, and that's helping you make smarter trades. So thanks so much for tuning in today. And today we're going to talk about the worst advice that we have literally ever heard when it comes to debit spreads. And first, I just even want to say sorry, because sorry that this industry is still so screwed up with so many people out there who have no freaking clue what they're doing with options trading. And yet, they're still out there promoting a bunch of this garbage and crap and trades that are just way too ridiculous for people to be making. And in today's show, we're going to go through one of them on a very big name company, a company that that I won't say the name of, but uh, you can bet that this company has got a lot of backing. In fact, I've checked and seen that this company is backed by millions of dollars. And yet you'll see, I'll kind of break it down just every single part of the trade alert that they had sent out to their people and kind of in recommending this trade as to why this is such a bad investment. So we're going to go through that here in a little bit and we'll we'll get started in that. But we're also going to look at three things when it comes to what you should look for with regard to debit spreads. So kind of the three things that we need to talk about when it comes to making smart decisions about trading debit spreads directionally in the market. And then in the closing bell, we'll talk about a trade that we're looking to put on right now in HPQ as of the time of this recording and podcast. So let's actually get into it. So the trade alert that was sent out from this company, and again, very big name company. I'm not going to mention names or websites or anything, but it's safe to say that this company has got thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people that come to their website every day. They've got great technology, but they sent out an alert that is extremely alarming and frankly just kind of really ticked me off because I can't believe that this stuff is still being published and sent out. So here's their alert and I sign up for just their email updates. I'm not a subscriber to them, but I, I get their email updates and they send out you know a trade alert every now and again. But here's actually kind of the verbiage throughout their alert. So they said, in today's bearish trade, we're going to trade Netflix because it's been in a bearish trend since mid-October and experienced a 5% down move yesterday with negative momentum, providing a good selling opportunity. We expect Netflix to continue its bearish trend as it moves lower towards 300 support level. Okay, I get that. And at first glance, I mean, I get it, right? You have some sort of underlying market assumption on the direction of where Netflix is going to go. So I don't disagree with that part of the trade at all. You got to be a little directional or not, or trade it you know, sideways, whatever you want to do. But here's where it gets really crazy. The strategy we recommend, and this is quoted right directly from their alert, is to buy the February 335 puts and sell the February 270 puts to create a put debit vertical spread for a $2,135 debit per contract spread. Okay, let's stop right there. You've got to be kidding me. A $2,000 debit spread. For most traders, what this means is that you've got to have an account balance of at least a hundred grand. For two thousand dollars to be a small trade in your account, that means you've got to have an account balance of almost a hundred grand, which mostly knocks most traders that are in this industry out, right? And and so at that point right there, 
you can say, you got to be kidding me that they're making this kind of recommendation on such a big contract size. Why not narrow the strikes and do more contracts or less contracts based on your trade size? So it gets better or worse. Then they say the probability of profit for this trade is 43%. And again, I just, I, I, it, it, it infuriates me at the same time as it just makes me laugh that this is what they're sending out to their members, a probability of profit of 43%. Why on earth would anybody want to make this trade time and time again? Because they know the probability of making money on this trade is 43%. So you've got almost a 57% chance that you're not going to make money on this trade. Again, I just, I don't get where the logic is, but all right, it keeps going, it keeps getting better. So they say, based on our ranking system, this trade indicates some ranking signal that says it's a great risk reward ratio. Okay, I kind of agree with that. You're based on the spread of the strikes, which is about 65 points wide, way too wide to begin with, but all right, 60.5 point wide spread. Your cost in getting into the trade is 21.35. So that means that you're leaving a possible profit in the trade of 43.65. All right, again, I get that part. Great risk to reward ratio, but what's the likelihood that you're going to keep making that money time and time again? Probably not too high. In fact, not high at all at 43%. You're not even close to being at a high probability trade. And this is where a lot of people really mess up in this business. And please listen closely to this aspect. If you, in this business, reduce the amount of money that you're willing to make on a trade, meaning that you're not willing to make this huge amount of money, but you're willing to make you know, a couple hundred dollars or you know, less than a hundred dollars on a trade, you will dramatically increase your chance of success. And so while this looks like a great risk reward trade, the fact that it has such a low probability of success is completely alarming because you could blow up your account very quickly. If you've got $10,000 and you see this alert come over and you trade a $2,000 debit spread, it takes only a couple times for this trade to go wrong and you blow up your account. You've got no longevity in this business and you can easily blow up your account. This is why options trading gets such a bad name is for people like this from the garbage that comes out like this, that just, it just takes me off to no end that it's still being published. Now here's where, again, it just keeps getting better and and better and better. It says Netflix is due to release earnings on January 20th of 2015. And that's true. So in that case, we, when we look at a chart of Netflix right now, the fact that Netflix has earnings coming up in January means that implied volatility is currently at the 65th percentile meaning that almost 65% of the time over the last year, implied volatility is lower than it is right now. So in this strategy, you're buying options, you're a net buyer of options with a huge debit on a huge wide spread, and you're buying options when they're relatively expensive, and they're not looking to go down anytime soon. In fact, until earnings, they won't go down. Maybe after earnings, they'll go down and we'll see that implied volatility crush, but right now you're buying options when implied volatility is extremely high. So you're already putting yourself at a disadvantage, plus you're not really doing yourselves any favor because you have a low probability of success on this trade. Now what's really crazy about this is that the break-even point on this trade is about 313, I'm, I'm sorry, 313.65. Now Netflix, at the time that this came out and at the time of this recording, which is the same day, is trading at about 333. 
So with Netflix trading about 333, that means that you need a $20 move in the stock lower for you to even begin to make money. Okay, so I'll say that again. The break-even point on this spread that they're suggesting is 313.65. So you need almost a $20 move lower in the stock before you even begin to make money. And it doesn't sound like a really good trade to me. And again, this is a really big position that they're suggesting to a lot of their people. So it's almost kind of the case where you could go in here and take the other side of this position long-term and be more successful than the people who are buying this strategy. So what I want to highlight with this trade is that there's a couple things that you really need to look for when it comes to trading debit spreads. And that literally is probably one of the worst examples we've ever seen. And we just had it come across and hence I'm doing this podcast the same day because I just want to get it out there as soon as I can, just let people know what's happening. But there's a couple things that we do need to look for when it comes to placing debit spreads correctly, because there's a wrong way to do things and there's a right way to do things. And I think we've already kind of highlighted what's really bad about that setup in Netflix. So here's what we do need to look for when placing debit spreads. And there's three things in particular that, that I like to look for when placing debit spreads. One, you have to understand that these are directional bets and they are lower probability, but you don't have to make them a 40% chance of winning. You can be a little bit better than 50-50. So, and we'll show you how we did that today with HPQ and the closing bell. But they are directional bets, so you need to make sure that your risk and reward, how much you're putting up versus how much you're getting in reward, needs to be as close to that 50-50 probability as possible, okay? And, and it's not always going to happen. But what that means is that if you have a $1 wide spread and you pay $50 for that spread, then your reward is $50. You're risking $50 to make $50 or what some people say risk a dollar to make a dollar and that's really what you want to do because that kind of matches up with the probabilities that you've set in this case with the spread that they had in Netflix they had risking you know 50 cents to make a dollar but the probability of making a dollar was really low 40% long term so it's not really a good trade and it was too big to begin with Number two, when it comes to making smart debit spread trades, is you've got to have favorable break-even points, which allow room for you to be right or, more importantly, allow room for you to be wrong in the direction of the trade and still make money. And so most people ask, well, how do I do that? Well, if you're trading a call debit spread and you want the stock to go higher, there are actually ways that you can price that trade so that your break-even point is lower than where the stock is trading right now. So if you want the stock to go higher and you have a break-even point that's lower than where the stock is, that means that stock can sit there, it can go higher, and it can go a little bit lower and you'll still be right and make money. The stock can go in three directions and you'll be right in making money. Okay, so you wanna price your security or your trade so that you have a favorable break-even. This also means on the other side, if you're doing a debit put spread, and you want to take advantage of possibly a stock moving lower, that you have a break-even point that's higher than where the stock is right now. Because you want the stock to go lower, so you want to give yourself room to be wrong in case the stock goes higher, that you give yourself a little bit of cushion there so that you might have an opportunity to make some money even if the stock goes higher. But again, in this case with Netflix, just you know, kind of comparing and contrasting here, with Netflix, we don't have any of that flexibility. In fact, we 
absolutely need the stock to go $20 lower to begin to make money. Not, I mean, picking direction is hard enough in the market. Long term, we're 50-50 anyway every time that we look at studies about traders picking direction. So in this case, we not only need to be right in Netflix going lower, but it's got to go lower by $20 just to start making money. And then beyond that point, we have the possibility of making some money. So do you see how hard it would be to do this constantly? And this is why people lose so much money trading options because they get this garbage in their email inbox about making this trade. And it's just such a bad investment for so many different reasons. Number three in our things, three things that we need to look for when trading debit spreads is we've got to make sure that we're using them to balance positions in our portfolio and for small directional bets and trades. Okay, so the whole idea here is that debit spreads are not high probability trades as we've already gone over. Of course, there's a good way or smart way to do them and there's a bad way to do them. But you really need to be using them as very small positions in your portfolio. I mainly like to use them as a way to balance out other positions. So if I've got too many bearish positions, maybe I'll add a call debit spread to kind of balance things out a little bit, to increase my deltas or make them a little bit more positive. So we use it as a tool in our portfolio to kind of rebalance things and kind of get ourselves back to neutral. Now, in most cases, when you trade some debit spreads, you're looking to get about 15 or 10 to 15 net deltas out of the most kind of average debit spread. So that's really what you're looking to get. But it's again, that's a good guidepost or road marker for you to use because then you can help rebalance some other positions that you might have in other areas of your, of your portfolio. But by no means is this a way to dramatically profit from moves in stocks long term. And you can see they make this trade over and over again. They've got a 40% chance of success. How many times can you make this trade and be wrong? Long term, not that many. You've got to be 100% right in your directional bet over and over and over again. It's just not a sustainable business model. And hopefully we've kind of proved that here. So let's get into a really good example here today of a debit put spread that we're looking at in HPQ in the closing bell. Now, the closing bell. Find out which stocks we're looking at right now, trades we're making, and hear our game plan moving forward. Okay, so in today's closing bell, we're going to look at the right way to place a debit spread by looking at a trade in HPQ. So HPQ currently has uh, is been trading a little bit higher, and right now the stock is trading up at, where is it trading up at? It just went away from my screen. It's trading up at about 40, uh, about 40 and change, and it's been rallying higher since kind of October, and it's already gone through earnings, had really good earnings cycle. And implied volatility is really low, which is ideally what we want when we're becoming net buyers of options. When we're buying spreads like debit spreads, we want to be net buyers of options when implied volatility is low. So IV rank right now is in the 22nd percentile. So almost 80% of the time over the last year, implied volatility is high. So we know we're on the right side of implied volatility, and that's giving us a really, really good edge in our trading. So currently, the stock is trading exactly at this moment at $40.50, so $40.50. Now, if we go into our option chain here and go to February, we're going to mimic the same month that they had for the Netflix trade, and we're going to do the 41.40 debit put spread. So we're going to buy the 41 strike puts, and we're going to sell the 40 strike puts kind of right over top of where the market's trading at $40.50. 
And that cost right now, and it's a very liquid market in HPQ, is $0.40 cents or $40 to get into that spread. So it's a $1 wide spread. It costs us $40 to get into it. Our potential to profit is $60. So because of the $1 spread, we just take out the cost or the debit of $40. We're left with a potential profit of $60 on this trade. So this kind of checks off the first thing on our list, right? We want to have a favorable, you know, risk to reward. In this case, we're risking $40 to potentially make $60 on this trade. Really good, right? Not quite exactly even, but it's actually a little bit better than even. The next thing that we're going to look at is our break-even price. So with a debit put spread, you take the long strike of the first option, which is 41. You subtract out of that the cost to get into the spread, which is 40 cents. Or $40. So you take that out and you're left with a break-even price of $40.60. So that means that the stock is trading right now at $40.50. Our break-even price is at $40.60. So now by entering this trade, we've got an extra 10 cents of wiggle room. And it's not a lot, but we sure don't need the stock to move down $20 before we actually make money. In fact, HPQ can sit right here at 40.50 all the way through expiration and we would make money. We don't even need the stock to move. And it can actually go up just a little bit and we still make money. But we, ideally we do want it to go down. That's, there's no doubt about it. We want it to go down, but we have a favorable break even. Our break even point is currently above where the stock is trading right now. And that's really favorable with debit put spreads. And then of course, we're making this trade on a very small scale. We're only gonna do one of these, that's the order that we have working right now. Because again, it's not a high probability trade, it's about a 50-50 bet. We've got all the things that are working kind of in our favor, but that doesn't mean that we need to plow 2,000 or $3,000 in this trade. We just need to do one contract, make it a little bit directional, have a little bit of fun with it, but do it in a smart, professional way. And in our case, we've already got a lot of bullish positions, so this helps kind of rebalance our portfolio by adding a couple bearish positions to, to our portfolio and kind of re-neutralizes us uh, going forward. So that's a really good look at how you make debit spread trades correctly and how a good comparison between Netflix and HBQ, how you can do things really, really wrong, kind of the worst advice we've ever heard, heard on debit spreads, and then how you can do things a little bit smarter. Thanks for listening to the Option Alpha podcast. If you liked what you heard, please drop by iTunes and leave a rating or comment. Plus, you can get everything. Free email updates for future shows, transcripts, video tutorials, case studies, and more. Just visit our website at optionalpha.com. All right, so I truly hope you enjoyed today's show and got at least one thing out of it that you can apply right now to make you a smarter, more profitable trader and investor. And hopefully it's just this idea of understanding a little bit more about the trades that you're making, whether you get alerts from somebody else or whether you get alerts from us, I want to make sure that you understand every single thing that you're getting into because it's so important that you learn how to fish, right? We want to teach you how to do this on your own and you can do it. You just need a little help getting there and hopefully we're doing that through this podcast. So as always, you can find additional show comments and a couple video tutorials and links that we can talk about here in the show by going to optionalpha.com slash show 17. That's optionalpha.com slash show 17, just the number one seven. And until next time, happy trading.